Dylan Wright is your 450 champion here. Tanner Ward grabbing the motor to win. Is somebody got a light on their bike? It's uh, Zeka there. It's happening, it's right in an off-road. Cash in the back, stadium packed. Born a rock star in this life, gone live it up on the attack. Baby, I'm bad. I just want to get caught up in this life. Welcome to Off the Gate with your hosts, Dylan Wright, Tanner Ward, and Dario Zeka. I just want to stay that stay mad chip on my shoulder because they treat me like an outcast. I ain't going to take that stay back. I'll be swinging on till the hits come in all caps. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Off the Gate. I'm here at Tanner Ward. I'm here with my two buddies, Dario Zeka, Dylan Wright. Boys, how are we doing on this fine evening? Yeah, man, doing all right. Just uh, hanging out. Um, got some riding in today, so that was kind of good. And uh, yeah, man, doing doing pretty good. Happy to be kind of back on the bike. I know that might be a little jab your way, but uh, yeah, happy to be florida riding sun's shining and uh yeah good vibes all around yeah man i'm good as well and sorry tanner this is definitely gonna be a jab your way but i got to ride some indoor riding a couple weekends ago so i kind of scratched my itch for the time being and well uh f you guys i get to ride tomorrow <laughs> so uh no one's jabbing anything my way nice <laughs> that's what we like to hear yeah i guess gophers open right is that where you're going or no uh yes sir yes sir just on a oh. stock bike we'll wait for my stuff to be done but uh yeah yeah, yeah scratch the... the edge a little bit and... yeah ride the new uh new bike too right you haven't ridden the yes, new sir. Too, so yes, sir. Be... the new kx450 should be good it'd be nice to ride stock because like i'm going down with, like a bit of a race bike so it'd be nice to ride a stock one kind of before i go down south and yeah it'd just be nice to ride some dirt bikes honestly it's uh it's been too long i was lucky i i, I mean in ontario especially where we're at, we can ride pretty deep into the winter i think the last time i rode was last weekend of november so it really wasn't that long ago compared to like last year when i was hurt and stuff but man i mean dylan you're the same way you dario you too like want to ride all the time yeah yeah it kind of never goes away yeah i mean yeah you guys in ontario it's a little bit lucky like dang man after i got hurt at nations i was hadn't been able to ride because we get snow in november and stuff so um yeah it was been a while but uh hell yeah so yeah i guess all the boys are getting back on the bike so that's always uh that's always fun it's been it's been a little off season so um i think everybody's excited it's pretty crazy to say that and like it's literally what's today february 7th like that's wild that's almost concerning but it's weird the way that our winters have been going like i feel like you don't get any snow anymore tanner down by your area no we had two weeks like two weeks ago that was like negative 14 and snowing like every day and that was our little glimpse of uh, winter and i mean i'm sure they'll get snow here again hopefully when i'm gone but um yeah it's it's so mild out like uh, today i was out cleaning my van and it was uh it was nice i was just wearing a sweater and like pants yeah. and just flip-flops with no socks like it wasn't even that cool so <laughs> I, i'm not gonna complain, not gonna complain right now. <laughs> and even we tried to plan like another snowboard day and there's like, I, I'm from like Barrie and that's like, we have quite a few like hills or whatever. Like they just don't have any snow. There's barely a base. And like, if you go out on those hills right now, it's like, it's more rock and dirt than it is snow. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. For yeah, yeah. I think as a motocross racer, I think, uh, no one really hates global warming for that. I mean, dude, Friggin', uh go all for of our buddies all of our snowcross buddies aren't loving it though <laughs> yeah no. no doubt that's what i mean as a as a motocross racer yeah but if you're into like winter sports it's a 
she's a tough pill to swallow these days that's for sure just with yeah no snow man you got to go to quebec i guess or northern ontario yeah yeah it's tough 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 but uh before we get too deep into the pod boys should we uh break the big big news big news for the boys i think we're is this mean we're official it's like are we like I th- legit? I think it means we're official. We're legit. Take, take it away, Dario. Take it away. Let me know. Podcast right. guys. <laughs> our exciting news. Um, our friend Ryan Gold reached out and AMO Racing Reloaded wants to sponsor our podcast. He he liked what we were putting out and we've been, you know, kind of supporters of him over the years. So he wanted to reach out and kind of uh, start a bit of a partnership. So on that note, let's give you guys some background of uh, AMO Racing Reloaded. So AMO started in 2015. Its goal was to deliver a racing experience that welcomes anyone with a passion for motocross. We're excited to partner with AMO because obviously Tanner, Dylan, and myself have all been amateurs at one point, and we worked pretty hard to become pros. Uh, You guys a little bit more so than myself, but that's neither here nor there. AMO is a platform where maybe you could also become a pro one day as well. And if that doesn't work out, you can always become a flagger because they are always in need of flaggers at AMO. Uh, if you're looking to start racing, visit amoracing.com or message at ReloadedAMO on Instagram for all the information. Or if you want, we'll just put Galdi's personal phone number out as well and you can call him direct <laughs> if you have any complaints. Um, we talked about it as well. Round one of Gophers coming up on April 20th. I've got it set in my calendar. I'm excited to do some of those races this year. And uh, yeah, welcome to AMO Racing Reloaded for our first sponsor of the pod. Yeah, hey, welcome uh, to board, Galdi. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome to board. Glad to uh, support uh, support the sport. Obviously, uh, amateur racing is big. I mean, you got to get pro somehow, and you're not going to do it by not racing. So, uh, ammo racing reload is where it's at. Heck yeah, heck yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, all jokes aside, Galdi runs a Galdi runs a pretty tight ship um, at his events, and uh, they're pretty honestly pretty top notch. Um, done a few of them, so uh, yeah, all good things to say about uh, about ammo. Um, so yeah, happy to happy to promote them a little bit works works out well for us as well obviously yeah i mean it's it's tough for us to kind of not tough yeah it's, it's we're in a little bit of a weird situation with dylan and i and dario just kind of finding sponsors that can you know we all can kind of run and support and it, it makes sense with ammo obviously running events at walton running events at gopher dunes so uh yeah just a tight little ship here we got worked out well 100 percent, 100 percent. um yeah i guess now we can kind of get into the first topic of the pod here. Um, how's everybody's kind of off-season training and everything going? Uh, Tanner, I know uh, long days in the gym, and uh, how's that been going? Good, good. I've um, yeah, right now, like, so I work with Performex and Todd Shumluck, Um, but he actually has a guy that works under him. He's from the states, and um, he's like specializing like functional movement and just like different different style workouts. And man, I i'm on my third week of it right now and like i'm always so like weirdly sore and like in the most random spots and um so yeah it's good it's good and then obviously a big goal of mine this off season was i just need to get bigger and stronger obviously i've been pretty small in the 450 the last couple of years and we're getting there we're almost at the big 165 trying to get 165 pounds before i go south but uh my my grocery bill is not quite liking not like in bulk season (laughs) no it's not but uh honestly man it's it's been really good i uh yeah i feel good 
obviously I'm in a different spot than I was last year at this point. So just, just thankful to, uh, almost be on the bike here soon and, and, uh, everything's going good, man. How about you down South? Probably, uh, probably like a kid in a candy factory. eh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, it was a long kind of off season, um, for me just, yeah, getting injured and stuff and then doing rehab. And then, like you said, kind of bulk season and big intense workouts and stuff at home, just kind of the winter grind a little bit of, uh, you know, I have a gym in my basement at home. And so when you're spending, you know, two, two and a half hours down there, it, uh, becomes a little bit of a grind, but, uh, yeah, so kind of was enjoying that, but, uh, definitely a lot nicer to kind of get down to sunny Florida, um, get out of the snow and the cold and the shit weather we've been having in Quebec right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, get on some dirt bikes and yeah, it's been good. I'm, uh, only a few days in right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, all things, all things considered, I think I honestly feel like I've in one of the best spots fitness wise, like I got right on the bike and started doing thirties, like no problem. So I think, um, you know, maybe the extra hours in the, in the gym and on the bicycle with you boys is I think kind of paid off cause, uh, felt pretty good right away. Obviously, um, you know, a little bit rusty, um, you know, when the, when the timing just kind of is off sometimes where you're like dang i want to kind of go that fast but the kind of your mind doesn't really follow uh right at the start there so just kind of building that up a little bit um it's always kind of the tricky part because you want to go fast but you kind of got to hold yourself back a little bit because i mean that's when shit goes wrong and uh, i've kind of done that in the past just try and go down and instantly go fast and uh <laughs> it doesn't always work very good kind of end up I on the ground so I yeah, you went. You, the yeah, you I was, witnessed I was it. Yeah, firsthand witness. That was a yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Should we tell exactly. us? I think I think I think that's a good story to tell that we can kind of dive in here a little bit. <laughs> want to want to tell us, Dylan, or want me to tell a story? Yeah, I guess I can kind of go, and then you can fill in the blanks from what I forgot because I hit my head pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, once we once we make the trek down here, it's kind of same thing every year. You're so excited to get back riding because it's been it's been too long. You haven't been on the bike or whatever. So, um, yeah, we were at dreamland together. Um, and, uh, yeah, first day I was stoked get back on the bike, you know, 450 and everything. I'd ridden it a little bit in the fall. It was first year 450. Um, <laughs> and just like instantly went out and I just said, fuck it and started jumping everything and it was feeling pretty good and was sending it pretty hard. And then, uh, yeah, just the, uh, I don't know if it was a, the, the mind or something quite didn't quite follow and i cross-threaded off this tabletop but like really bad like i chad reeded kind of myself yeah so you chatapulted it yeah and then uh went yeah straight into the trees and then i had to like ditch the bike and aim between two trees so i didn't hit trees and then the bike hit i don't know a tree like i don't know <laughs> probably 40 feet up and yeah it was just a full full squirrel moment like out of control a little bit so since then uh yeah just been trying to uh eliminate those big ones especially in the first couple of weeks <laughs> because dude yeah. when you ring your bell and everything and then you're hurt and uh, it's not good as a uh, coming back so uh yeah and then uh to, to kind of continue on i'll add to this a little bit so at that point i'm you know freshly uh dylan's teammate don't know dylan too too well yet <laughs> And I'm in my back of my head, I'm like, I don't know if this 450 is going to be good for this guy. Um, clearly, he's turned it around. But um, <laughs> a couple of weeks later, he's—I think he actually had to take a couple of weeks off the bike, and he's getting getting ready to go back riding, and he broke like the foot peg mount, and he couldn't get the pin out. 
so he had to grind it out right <laughs> yeah. I, I love so how this is where this is going <laughs> we're chilling right and i look over the guy has slides on he has the yeah. peg between his two slides with the grinder millimeters away from his toes just nicks the top of his uh, or the end of his slide i have a video of it it's yeah yeah he, i think yeah. the best part maybe. the best part about this too is that's not even the only time you've done this i also have a, a vivid memory <laughs> of you with the handheld grinder between your slides doing something i think you were sharpening foot pegs I'm yeah just dude. Thinking, oh I mean, my it's... gosh this guy is wild <laughs> it's precision at its best dude i'm not even worried about it i don't stress about it i know i know my way around a grinder and yeah i've broken some parts in the past i yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm used to it i it doesn't stress me out i put my slides on and i Tuck my you toes take full back a bit. safety precautions. You put the oak on. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tuck my toes. You know, in a little you bit. You know it around a <laughs> around a grinder. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I I'm all right. I'm I'm good. I I can use a grinder. <laughs> okay, so to circle back here real quick, <laughs> you don't just go WFO as soon as you get down there. You actually try and ease into riding yeah yeah uh try to anyways it's tough sometimes because i mean you get there and uh, you're riding with other guys and <laughs> that you know you kind of should be faster then but it's just kind of it's building blocks i think we're i don't know i kind of have it on my calendar i think we're 117 days or something from round one so um you're not gonna you're not gonna win the series in the first couple weeks here so it's kind of <laughs> just uh <laughs> kind of get the base going get back on the bike you know, shake the cobwebs out and honestly not worry about too much. Like if the bike doesn't feel great or anything, you know, you're going to get back up to speed and you'll figure it out. But it's tough sometimes because you want to get instantly on the bike and going, you know, the speed and the intensity that you know how to ride. But it's just the matter of fact, when you take that much time off, you just can't do it. Um, so I've kind of learned over the years that, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit wiser with my age here now. I think some would probably beg to differ but yeah i'm no, trying to no. <laughs> i'm trying to so it's just kind of been a little bit of a building and uh yeah i mean just went in and just kind of cruised some motos and just put time on the bike right now um but i mean obviously the setup where i'm at and everything's pretty good i uh i got down here and stayed at chance hymas's house so that's um, i was kind just of gonna say can from, we actually uh, give some background to where you're riding who you're riding with like what it's kind of like yeah just, so, just so that people I'm actually like, know like where you are and what you're doing and what your plans are and yeah so i'm dade I mean, city um so with i'm staying at hymas's place um just kind of have a room there we're kind of roommates or whatever um and then we're about 15 minutes from the compound uh they call it the dog pound now so it's her jet and hunter own it and um yeah so i have a like a place in the shop and everything down there where um kind of you know work on my bikes and get everything prepped and there's a gym and everything there. Um, so it's kind of like a one-stop shop, like a normal training facility kind of is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm kind of lucky enough that, uh, those guys kind of took a liking to me, I guess, last year I was here, and, you know, kind of extended their, extended the hand back out to come back down. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, we have a good group of guys. Everybody gets along super well and we all kind of try and keep it pretty light and have some fun. And, uh, I think that's pretty important, especially um, for those guys who grind um, a lot of weekends out of the year. So just kind of try and keep it fun. But uh, 
I'm one of the only guys riding outdoors right now because everybody's riding supercross. So a lot of the questions are, Oh, you don't race, you're not riding any supercross or whatever, but yeah, just grinding outdoors, man, just doing my motos in the sand. And, um, yeah. So does that mean you're just out there alone on the track? You've got no, like there's no one other riding partner or there's a, there's a, like a, uh b rider his name's tiger wood um so he's he was alone riding outdoors before i showed up tiger so. woods? yeah tiger woods he gave he gave he uh gave in the golf clubs and picked up a dirt bike but uh no some young kid out of australia actually um rides pretty right, good i'm not so, i'm not talking bad yeah, on him he rides, but his parents definitely named him he's young enough where tiger woods was a thing <laughs> like oh, he was I a guy imagine. All I'll right. have to ask him tomorrow. Okay, I'll probably see him tomorrow. I'm gonna say, "Are you really named after Tiger Woods, man?" Like, come on. <laughs> it's just the singular but, uh, wood. But uh, yeah, so him and I just been riding together the last few days, and it's been uh, it's been pretty good. That's cool. Uh, Tanner, yeah. what are your plans? What What are you thinking? Or do you know where you're heading down south? Or yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm heading back to uh, GPF is the plan. I'm uh, a little different this year. Like, I'm not gonna stay right on site. I my like uh we had like a little 60 85 rider caleb van kunit and his parents bought a little property there actually like it's actually right in the middle of if anyone knows where gpf is and where like zach bell's old place is it's right in the middle of the two so uh yeah so i'm gonna kind of base myself out of gpf and then the plan is to go and and try and ride somewhere different probably like once a week because since stars kind of came into that area it's really elevated like the riding scene and there's yes. tracks popping up left and right. And then, uh, yeah, then later into my stay when the star guys kind of start to go on outdoor. And my plan is to try and kind of get in with them a little bit and start riding with those guys. I did a little bit at the end last year, but, um, yeah, kind of that's my plan right now. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't, can't wait to get down South. It's been, uh, like, obviously I was planning on being down there kind of right now, but just, yeah, kind of getting this, make sure we're dialed in before we go down. There's no, no need to be down there without uh, the proper equipment and parts and stuff, and then sit down there for, for a week or two without stuff. So, like Dylan said, we still have like 117 days. He said so. It's uh, yeah, yeah, we got, we got time on our side, and and uh, I, the plan right now is to leave next Wednesday. So I'll be down there and and uh, back to the uh, daily routine. You don't realize how much you miss it till uh, you're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't so, you tell people too? Like when a new model of motorcycle comes out, like it's cool for like the consumer and everything. It's something new and everything. But I mean, on the team and rider standpoint, it's honestly kind of a pain in the ass when you really think about it. Yeah, this is, this is actually like, this is really my first time having to kind of develop the motorcycle myself. Um, well, I say myself, but the team and I like, right. And in on two fifties, every time I got onto a two fifty, there's like someone's already rode it and they've, you mean develop it tested it and uh i kind of just you mean got a good base setting already like when i got to honda i pretty much jumped on your stuff dill and then yeah so and then when i got to the cali 450 there he kind of had a base and stuff so this is the first time i got to do it and yeah i'm seeing it like obviously i seen it in 21 uh when the honda 450 came out for you dill and i actually didn't even go down south that year because i had a little surgery but um i seen the same thing right waiting on parts and just kind of waiting on everything to to fall in place and then yeah. And then you start from scratch. Once I kind of get down there, like you just, you're kind of going with what you, the team thinks I'm going to like, but like that could be way off, way off of where we want to be. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass for sure. Especially here in Canada, we're obviously not the main priority for these manufacturers right now. So 
but yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. It's um, test test my testing my patience at times, but um, <laughs> I think the so, old, the older I get, the more I uh, the more I'm not pacing around the just house. Just want to hop on if and ride. Was, <laughs> yeah, if this was a couple of years ago. I would have been like, I need to get down. I need to go. I need to go, and been freaking out. But uh, yeah, like Dylan says, maybe a little older, a little wiser, maybe. You just repress those <laughs> thoughts now. You still do want to go down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just know how to control them, though. <laughs> yeah. So can I ask you guys this, and either of you can answer it, but when you have that new model changeover, do you feel like, like, Dylan, you've definitely experienced this, and Tanner, you're about to. Do you feel like it's kind of nice because you get to develop the bike that the way that you think it's going to work best for you? Or does it is it just a pain because, like, Dylan... Uh, with the Honda and I ride Honda myself, it was kind of a pain because we were modifying clamps there to try and make them work. And like, there's such minimal parts and such short amounts of like different things that you can do. So do you guys like the idea that you can kind of take the bike and make it like however you want it? Or is it just more of a pain because none of the parts are available? And like Tanner already said, there's kind of a little bit of lack of priority for us here in Canada. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one first. Um, the... I tend to think it's kind of more of a, it depends on the model. All right. So if the, you're riding a model that you don't like as much prior and then it switches to something new, then you kind of, you get excited. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but if the, uh, model you were riding, you were already super comfortable on and had a good base and everything on, then it kind of makes it more of a pain in the ass because you're getting given this whole new chassis engine and everything that you literally haven't ridden or know much about, you can kind of get a little bit of uh, stuff from the US. But again, our and we talked about it, our Canadian stuff is uh, tracks and everything and racing is quite a bit different than down here. So we don't always go in the same direction as those guys. Right. So you just know when you're getting that bike, one that you're going to have to spend a lot more hours trying to figure it out, um, suspension wise and chassis wise, like it just, you end up putting a lot more time in. Whereas when you have the same model going into a new year, like myself this year, there's a few things that I wanted to change, but you've already gone in a direction that you know works. So now it's just kind of fine tuning stuff. So you don't have to spend nearly as much time trying every little thing like you would on a brand new model. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, I tend to think it's kind of more of a pain in the ass, but um, I mean, it's exciting for uh, like the consumer and everything. And then it goes to the, stuff that like Canada, you know, our realistically our riding season doesn't start till April, right? So or March, April, Gopher sometimes opens at the end of March. But um it's not like like Tanner said, we're not a priority for the manufacturers and getting parts in the country because I mean they're gonna do the US and everything first because people can ride here year round. Um and it's a bigger market. So for us sometimes as like race teams, it's like you, it's, it's even the parts that you don't think about. Like you would think I about was going to say, I'm not like even that, talking but... about like aftermarket parts. You're talking like just stuff for maintenance bearings. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. Like whatever. right now hey. we're like, like it's a new air filter for the KX450. So I was just about to say, no one hasn't no, like twin air or, or any of those guys don't have them yet. And they're hard to get even from the manufacturer. So it's it like, I'm not going to go down South with three air filters, right? Like I, I'm going to go through that in a yeah. day. Right. So it's little things like that right now. Yeah. And you get lucky when a lot of stuff stays the same sometimes, but yeah, when something that 
like an airbox or something changes, you're screwed, man. Like you need, you literally need those parts. And yeah, like Tanner said, there's no aftermarket stuff. And then you go to like actual setting the bike up to be a race bike. And like, dude, you're waiting sometimes like close to the season for companies to come out with clamps. Because yeah, they have to develop as well. Well, they got to, yeah, they got to develop. And and them and it's then their first the priority is their first priority is getting those parts to the teams that are running the new bike in Supercross and then yeah. GP and then, then us, right? Because we don't start till June. So like obviously on, like we're, again, we're not their main priority. So um, I'll elaborate a little bit on it too. Like, like, cause now like Dylan has gone through it and I'm about to go through it. So we kind of maybe have two different perspectives on it. Cause I haven't done it yet, but I'm excited for it um, because like, I mean, I've never had the chance to kind of set up a bike for myself. Um, and then also like everything I've heard about this new motorcycle at the Kawasaki, like it was everything I was looking for last year. Um, and I mean, this is all hearsay, but then like what people have to say about it, but yeah. So like just listening to what people have to say, I'm like, okay, yeah, like I agree with that. I agree with that. That's what I was looking for. So it's uh i'm excited for it but yeah it's definitely going to be it adds a lot of a lot of work to the already workload that we have right it's it's you're not just i'm not just going to go down south and just focus on my ride and focus on my train focus on my ride and it's going to be uh once i'm back up to speed it's going to be a lot of focus on making sure the motorcycle is where it needs to be once we go racing because um if we're off the mark by a little bit it can it can mean a lot right so um yeah i'm excited for the challenge i think it's gonna be fun and then kind of going back to the parts thing for like for most people who don't know like 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 i know gdr works the same way and and walt and kawasaki we all work the same way is kind of how it works especially when you have the same generation of a bike you so you get all these brand new parts for your race bikes throughout the year and then at the end of the year those parts get kind of get refurbished and go to practice bikes and get your stuff down south because they're still fresh they're on race bikes Right. So then with this new gen, you can't do that. Like all that stuff kind of just goes out the window and you have to get new stuff for practice bikes and then new stuff for race bikes. So it's, it's a pain in the ass for sure. It definitely would be a hell of a lot easier if we just had the same motorcycle for 10 years, but then that's nothing that's, evolves, nothing develops. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. evolving and nothing. Yeah, exactly. No so tech advancement. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a give and take situation just like testing a motorcycle. So, all of us are on Japanese branded bikes, but KTM comes out with new models every two years, right? How much more of a pain would that be now that I'm just thinking about it? Like that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't actually even realize that they came out with. New I believe they're on a two years, year cycle. That is, yeah, that is a lot of work then for the teams and the riders just because, man, that's a lot of R&D to go into testing parts and stuff too. Like that's a lot because I think like we Honda has a new um, motorcycle coming out next year. Um, so I'm going to kind of be in the same thing as, uh, as Tanner kind of going through the motions. But another thing just to add on that too, is like when we're down South, like, and we're testing some of the stuff, like we don't always have a mechanic down here. So we have to spend like ourselves a lot of time changing parts and everything. Um, so it just, it adds a lot to the program. So, um, yeah. I remember actually last year I was at GPF and I was, uh, I was fighting to get off like the, the oversized a kit stuff and get down and go back to a production fork. And, uh, so I was like changing triple clamps and stuff between, between riding and stuff. And like, it was oh, yeah. hot. It was, it was like 
I think middle of April is so hot. I'm like sweating, trying to change the stuff, drop the stuff oh, in the yeah. sand. What am I doing? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, it, it, I mean, you have to, right? Like, you're, what am I going to sit here and just complain to the team? And then they ask what I, what I tried and I'm like, Oh no, I haven't done anything. I was waiting for you guys and then expect results. Like, I mean, if you want it, you got to do it, man. There's no, uh, like, yeah, yeah we're, we are considered in quotations factory, but like, no, like we just, we race dirt bikes for a living and we have a team that supports us. But, uh, in the end of the day, you got to realize it's Canadian motocross and, and, if you want to win, you got to do what it takes to win. A hundred percent. And I think like even kids listening or this and that, like it's a lot more work than just going to pound your two thirties in a day for us when we're down South. Like there's a lot more that goes into it. Like on a normal day, you got to prep your bike, wash your bike. You got to do your two thirties, go to the gym, get everything done in a day. And I mean, you know, a lot of times you're spent at the end. So, um, and then you add like, like you say, then you try and do some testing. I was kind of in the same boat last year with some shocks and some suspension and stuff. And, um, the Honda one, you have to basically pull the subframe off. So yeah, between motos and then you're on a schedule, like, cause I was on a schedule with some riding partners. So then you're, you're on the clock basically. So you just finished a 30 plus two in the heat, you go back, grab a water and I'm switching a shock out and you yeah. only have about 40 minutes to do it. So you're kind of getting the shock out you get the shock back in it doesn't really leave you any time you have a little snack and you're going back out so it's a it's a little bit of a grind the canadian kind of side of it but i mean like you said if you want to if you want to win and you want to progress it's kind of sometimes what you got to do when we're down south especially yeah and like i don't want to come off like we're complaining because like there's people who have to do this on race day for themselves but i was like, gonna say that we uh really. just <laughs> just kind of explaining explaining the situation and like yeah like it's it's not just we just don't not just down south in the sun riding dirt bikes going to the gym hanging out like there's there's a lot that we do behind the scenes that people don't see that uh it means who so can i also be, ask this because like, obviously you guys are very mechanically talented like i've known you guys for a while now and i've seen you guys do some pretty advanced what I would call mechanical stuff. Um, where's, where's kind of the line you draw when you're down South where you're like, you know what, for my safety, I'm probably not going to do that. Like, does that end up being like, I think I know Dylan, have you done a top end on your bike that you've ridden or like, where do you guys draw yeah. the line? Like practice, practice bike for me, like depends <laughs> how far I am away from the shop or a mechanic and this and that. But, um, like I'll do a piston. Um, so I'll like rip the head and everything off, but you know, check the valves and do the cam and everything. Um, but anything more than that, like I'm not splitting cases and going through my transmission and everything. Like I'll pull it apart. And then normally like, I'll just let a mechanic kind of put it back together, save them some time. If I'm down South when we're, if we're shipping an engine and stuff like that. But a lot of the times it's easier just to ship the whole engine. They disassemble it and kind of do that. But, uh, yeah, piss and change and everything like that. I'm kind of more than capable of doing as long as like, the valves and the head and everything aren't screwed. Right. Cause then I just need new yeah. parts and, and kind of put it back together. But if it's just a like regular piston change, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable doing that. Um, I've actually raced a bike that I did a piston at one point cause oh, I did an arena cross race and I was stressed and I was like, I don't know if I, you know, I was like, I don't, I hope I put it in properly, you know, but, uh, I've been, it's just something that like, even for me is like, I get nervous sometimes cause we don't do them super often. Um, so when I'm doing, it, I just kind of take my time and make sure I do it properly. And, um, 
and yeah, but that's kind of my line is yeah, no crank or split in cases. Yeah, I'm pretty much same boat. Like, I mean, I actually haven't done a piston in in some time. So, I mean, if I had to do one right now, I feel like I feel like I'd be fine. But I definitely would maybe want someone to check it over before I started going hard on riding. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. For, the well, most, for the most part, me. like, yeah, exactly. Just like double check just to make sure everything's good to go. But honestly, yeah, like I'm pretty much same boat. And like it was. Uh, yeah, I thank my dad for that, honestly, for, like, my mechanic skills. Like, I remember being young and stuff. He'd always make like, – anytime I was, he was working on the bike, I had to be there. I wasn't allowed to touch it. He, he was – You had to watch. Let, you were the flashlight touch it. Yeah, I was a flashlight holder, and I'd watch it. <laughs> I remember being young. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I, what are we doing? But now, looking back at it, yeah, it was, I learned a lot. And Dude, I think back as well, and, like, I was doing my air filters, oil, all my basic bike make bike maintenance on like a 65 because my dad was like you you want to you want to ride i'm at work until whenever if you come home after school and you do it we can go ride but otherwise i don't have time to get home work on your stuff and then take you and like i'll be this is a great topic actually that uh dylan your dad commented on our uh on our one of our posts there and which yeah. is pretty much like these amateurs are getting treated like like their parents like i mean i get it like you're you want your kid not to have to stress about anything but these junior riders and beginner riders and all these kids young kids are getting treated like like professionals they just get to go off and do whatever and as their parents are doing everything for them at the races and stuff and like and there was no way that was happening like when i was younger and obviously for you too dill if your dad's saying that like there's like yeah like i had to be there helping and if i wanted it I had to show my dad I wanted to be at the races and go to the races. And if I sh slipped up a little bit and showed that I wanted to go hang out with my friends or go do something else, like I knew that stuff was getting going to be taken away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I think obviously I learned a lot from when I was a kid as well, because yeah, I mean, if my dad was working on my bike. I was always out there with them. And there, I remember like my dad and Gibby, one of my dad's best friends, um, like they made me do a piston on my bike when I was, I don't know, probably 10 years old. But it would honestly like was a blessing in disguise because I'm able to do everything nowadays because that they kind of showed me. And obviously, you know, like they kind of helped me through it when I was doing it. They didn't let me do it alone, but um, they showed me everything I needed kind of to learn. And I kind of thank them every day now because I can pretty much work on anything. Um, and yeah, like you say, is some of these kids and the parents, in my opinion, and obviously my dad's opinion is that I don't think there's enough of that going on where like the kid needs to be able to learn to work on the motorcycle and learn the moving parts in the bike. Because a lot of times, like if I'm having a problem in a moto and you're the same way, Tanner is like, I generally have a good idea of what's failing and what to kind As of point happening. the mechanic in the, yeah. yeah, point the mechanic in the right direction going, Hey man, I think this is seizing water pump or, cam yeah. or anything like that like i can basically kind of pinpoint where what the problem is and it just saves them a bunch of headache but in hindsight like it's that's great but these parents like they and it's great that they're you know they're giving their kids the opportunity it's out of love for their 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 children and everything but at some point you got to let your kid kind of grow up and learn his own side of things because um yeah if you're gonna race not even that just help show them the way right like just say well, hey just you gotta show, be yeah, here show them what to do yeah 
Like, I don't think yeah. a kid needs to be doing pistons and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. But like a kid should be washing his own motorcycle and doing air filters. And like you said, oil changes and kind of just basic stuff. Because when you get to even like where we're like Tanner and I are at in the sport, like we're still doing this shit on a daily basis mm-hmm. and the kid is going to need to do it. So um, I think it's important. I, mean, I, rent- I think the younger, the better. Yeah, I had this debate with my mechanic. I'm like, I think I I framed more motorcycles this year than you. I like, <laughs> no disrespect to or nothing, but like, I'm like, I just I see a dirt bike every single day, and like our mechanics, yeah, uh, like work regular jobs, and like they don't like a little different where uh, GDR and stuff, but uh, yeah, like they they're they're not in and like around the dirt bikes every single day. They are a lot of the time, but. Um, yeah, like I was making the joke. I'm like, man, I probably frame more motorcycles than you, but uh, but no, it, like, yeah, like, and on my opinion, like, yeah, yeah, there, we did not much, I guess, else to say about it besides like, that's, I'm thankful for it, honestly. Like you're, like, so at the time the you're thing. you're you're beating your head against the wall, but I mean, now looking at it as an adult and stuff, like, like oh wow, like you're thankful and and the kind of you know direct the way like I kind of go with my kids and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I remember there was a time where I was supposed to load the trailer to go to a race and I didn't have it <laughs> oh, loaded right. by the time my dad got home from work. And did you go like, to the race? I was, no, fuck no. My dad was like, <laughs> clearly you don't want to go enough. So he said, unpack your shit. We're not racing this weekend. <laughs> this is I actually kind of started crying. And I, was, I was pretty young at the time and I was like, holy shit, he's serious. And there's no way we were going racing. Like I rode on the weekend, but day. we weren't going racing. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, yeah, like I, I lost my train of thought in my last little talk there. That's why I got all sidetracked. But uh, what I was actually trying to get at was like, I think it also teaches these kids, these kids accountability, right? Like I think at a young age, these kids think like, oh, like my parents are taking me racing. Like I'm a racer and I, I, I have the right to race in a sense. Right. Where like our parents made us feel like, like this is a privilege and like, you got to show me that you want to go racing and that you deserve to go racing, that you're putting in the work as much as I am. Cause I'm spending all this money, all this time, taking time off of work. And like, you learn that time as... spent driving and hours <laughs> yeah, of your you... life given up for this thing. Dill, yeah. Like how many times, I don't know about you, but my, I don't, I remember, I don't remember driving through the day at all. My dad would drive or work all day. And then at like, he would sleep from like, say he gets home at like eight, sleep from like eight to 2 AM. And then we get up at 2 AM drive to 8 a.m just make it in time for practice if we made it in time for practice and like but yeah i'm oh, like yeah. super thankful though but going back to my point it's just like it teaches the kids accountability and like yeah and just like growing up with whether or not they become professional or not it's going to teach them so much in life rather than like everything handed to them and then that's when you get like everyone's entitled and like it's uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. it, yeah it's it's a tough time but yeah dude build dog i don't even know how he did it sometimes leave the race on sunday we get home at 4 a.m and he was up going to work at 6 30 and it, you don't realize it when you're a kid but i was like holy shit i don't even know how he did it man like yeah pretty dude. gnarly what some of these little parents are doing for their kids and yeah. and little junior needs to i mean i see it now i didn't see it when i was a kid but they you know you learn to appreciate it at our age especially like dang <laughs> that's a lot oh for sure for sure like he makes yeah, there's days where I think my days are long and I think about think back on that and I'm like, yeah, it's nothing, man. Like 
I, I can go, I can go more. I can push the limit a little more. Like they, uh, yeah. they sacrificed a lot, man. And like, uh, yeah, in the time you're, and I, I'm guilty of it too. Like I felt like I was like owed to go racing in a sense. Like I, I was not owed to go racing. I, I no. yeah, like I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could have had that shit taken away from me in any second. And like, I probably would have been culture shock, but like I was spoiled for sure. But, uh, yeah. Same yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. I think we're guilty I feel of it. it. Like, yeah we all are a little bit like i my dad definitely would have rather spent his weekend fishing on the lake than go being at a dirty dirt bike track like <laughs> yeah that was that yeah. was my dad's every time that i would uh do something stupid or like yeah like not do what he said and stuff it was uh i could have a fucking boat i could go yeah, buy exactly. myself a boat <laughs> yeah that, bill dog too man <laughs> well dad you haven't had to pay for my racing for uh quite some time now where's that boat so don't see that boat. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> don't throw your dad under the bus. Like I'm, that, kidding. Dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. So this topic just turned into thanking our parents for everything yeah, that they've done yeah. to help us get to the races. Pretty yeah. much. Speaking just, of, uh, kid, tell kids to friggin' appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Work hard now. Like work hard. Learn but, how to work hard. Learn like. Yeah, I think like. like don't you also feel like as well? The fact that we can sit here and like look back at it and be like, you know what? Thank you to my parents. Like I see, I now see the sacrifice that you made to get us to those races or whatever it is, even if it's not motocross, that's your thing. But like, can't you like, as a parent, take some satisfaction in knowing like, okay, I've clearly raised my kid right enough that they recognize that, yeah, we busted our ass to get you to wherever you want it to be. Like, I think myself... 100%. As like, if I was the parent, I'd be like, you know what? If you can actually recognize that, that's kind of like, that's all it really takes. I don't know. For sure. Yeah, we can stop, sure. stop blowing, blowing each other here. We can uh, move <laughs> on to our next, our next topic. But that kind of, it kind of relates into this one. And um, kind of Dylan and I were talking about it a little bit. And um, we actually haven't really even talk to you about dario so i'm really curious to see your opinion on it all and you might even have a different different opinion but um since not even since triple crown's taken over but pretty much since covid pro racers with it, it used to be if you were in the top 10 you couldn't ride the track with the insane amateur nationals and, yeah. yeah no you couldn't yeah, ride it was any, like a 72 any, hour any, rule oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah 72 hour rule um that you couldn't ride the track if you were within the top 10 of each class and then since 2020 all of a sudden that kind of got thrown out the window and then yeah you could race so then yeah you could race whatever and a lot and i i raced at dylan raced walton and stuff but we were racing mm -hmm. west can e can trans can so should pro racers be able to race west can e can or trans can is pretty much what we're getting at here um Take it That's away. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you go, um, you go first, Dario, because I got a oh, man. opinion on this. Um, my immediate thought was, yes, it's good for that week of racing or that three days, you know, that extended event to have some of our top pro racers there. Um, the reason I say top is because you said previously the top 10 were excluded. They weren't allowed to ride the track. So that leaves 11th through 40th, which I guess you wouldn't call our top racers. So my immediate thought was, yes, it's only good to have your top racers there. Then on the other side of things, it's kind of like, okay, well, the top racers are, and I'm going to throw you guys in this, um, 
this is your job. You are, you're paid to ride dirt bikes and that's super cool. And you've earned that right. But that also means that you have the week or those extended amounts of time to actually be at these events. And it's almost like you're double dipping and taking advantage of racing these events when maybe, and, uh, I can't really, well, I could check up a couple names, but like some of those guys floating from the fifth through 15th spot, maybe those guys are working whatever job they're at. And that's the reality of Canadian moto, right? So maybe they don't have the opportunity to get to those races. So that's where I'm like, okay, it's good for the event to have these top guys racing, but on the flip side, it kind of screws those guys that are trying to push their way to the top. So now I'm confused. <laughs> um, now I'm yeah. just interested to hear your answers. Cause I kind of see both sides of this and I, I think more people racing is always good and seeing the top guys on the track more often is good. So I think I'd lean towards that, but I can definitely see the, the other side of it, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I, I take your opinion. Um, and I go the complete other way. I think it's complete bullshit. Um, the, and you're amateur, a guy that's benefiting from this technically so that I respect this. Yeah, opinion. Yeah. I personally don't race them because I've voiced my opinion and I would be a hypocrite if I went and raced them. Um, I've strongly voiced my opinion saying it's it's dumb. We shouldn't be able to race them. Yeah, we could all race them if we wanted to. But then why the fuck would anybody come for the Sunday race if we're racing all week anyways? In my mm -hmm. opinion, it devalues like, the that day. big day. Yeah, it devalues the Sunday that you know we're all supposed to be racing each other that one time during the week in that area of the country. But if we're all at this amateur race, I mean, it almost devalues like the Sunday event of the series because we're doing some amateur race 20 minutes, normally not even on our race bikes. We're just riding practice bikes and stuff like that. We're only racing two motos because a lot of the guys aren't going to race the Saturday moto anyways. So you're taking points away from people who are actually racing the event per se, if I could put it that way, like um, the youth class or whatever, like normal like yeah youth becomes pro the, yeah you aren't racing like some of the guys weren't racing on sunday that's their class and um i just feel like we're taking it away from the amateur um people and i mean the spotlight of these events it's like loretta's and stuff like that um the spotlight mm -hmm. of these events should be the amateurs not the pros racing the amateur race and my we're pros we race the pro day we do not race amateur event leading up to the pro day and it's fine like amo and stuff like that are preseason races we have a class we have a pro-am class that's designated for pros these yeah. events i don't even think they should have them because the intermediate or you know um that might race on sunday that's a little bit of an advantage for the intermediate kid and i think that's a good thing they should be able to have that little bit of extra track time but for us to go out and test all week and then, you know, before the weekend, I think is bullshit. And I think it should go back to the original rule that you can't ride the track 72 hours before the, the event. I just think it makes it our, it devalues the Sunday. And I think it makes our series kind of look more Mickey Mouse, in my opinion. Like you don't see, um, I don't know who's a good, you don't see uh, Jason Anderson or uh, Jet Hunter, Eli Tomac and Cooper Webb riding right. the national amateur track day. on the yeah. amateur Saturday before the event. Like you would never see that. 
they race the Saturday or the Friday amateur event before a U.S. national. It's just it's just backwards, in my opinion. And I think we need to go back to the rule because mm-hmm. at least for the top 10, top 15, wherever you want to kind of put it. So that way, everybody's on an even playing field going into the Sunday. And yeah, that's my opinion on it. And I voiced it and I will never race one because I'm just, yeah, that would make me a hypocrite. Damn. Okay. All right, <laughs> I'm torn between it because I can see both sides. Um, as a as a racer and and sole racer, everything Dylan just said is valid and 100 percent true. There's something about Sunday that needs to be like it's Sunday. It is race day. It is everyone showed up. No one knows the track. No one know right? Like no one rode all week. No one knows where anyone's at. It's it it's it's the day that we are everyone's looking forward to. And then when there's everyone's there all week racing, it for sure takes yeah, it devalues Sunday and it takes away the hype in my opinion. It just seems like another day. It just seems like Sunday just is part of it just glorified this amateur event as all Sunday did. Like it just kind of like and just one more day on to Transcan or one more day on to Ecan or West Can. It's just like Yeah, like no. Like, like, I think there's something to be said, like that if you can go back home, if you struggled the weekend before, you have to go back home, figure out your bike there. And hopefully you made it right for this week. Instead of going to the track, you're about to race, race it all week. Using it as a test opportunity. Doing two motos that Dylan uh, said, because like, yeah, we're not going to race all three. You're not going to ride the day before or whatever. And like, yeah. And then it just looks hokey, hokey pokey, in my opinion, a little bit like, if we're going to be a professional series, let's make it, let's make it professional. And um, yeah, like I remember, I remember 2015, it was at, what was that track called in Quebec, Dylan, uh, with the big hills, Overton. Overton. Um, yeah. Someone got disqualified for riding the day before they went out and rode practice and they were like ninth in points. I want to say it was Trombley yeah. for some reason. I might be wrong. And I uh, sure, got disqualified yeah. couldn't, couldn't race on the Sunday. And I remember that, like I was on super minis at the time and I'm like, Oh damn. Like, like, like that, even just that alone was like, Oh, like that made the, the series just seem a little bit more legit because like, it was like, you're not allowed to ride. Like when are you mm-hmm. ever not allowed to ride something? Right. Like, so like, I think that, uh, yeah, kind of just devalues Sunday a little bit, I guess is the biggest thing. And then, um, yeah. And then on the other side, like I see, I see where manufacturers come into it and race teams and stuff like the race teams have to be there. They're spending all this money to only get eight races. I know there was a point made in the past where people were actually making like these big pros were making more money at these amateur events than they were even on the Sunday. So it was more Mm -hmm. opportunity for racers to make money. But I honestly think it needs to go back to um, top 10 can't ride. Um, but with that being said, like I, I might be racing them this year. I don't know, <laughs> so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, shit on them too much and, and be a hypocrite because uh, right. But if the rule's yeah. not there and you're on the Walton Kawasaki team, then why wouldn't you race the Walton Transcan? Like that makes sense. I get that. If the yeah. rule is not in place, and I think that's I where just like me, like, MRC thinking, Crown. yeah, just thinking about it though, like. I should not be racing the Walton Transcan, man. That was that was the race for me when I was a kid. That was what you trained all year for as an amateur racer was to go race the Transcan. 
Now I'm a professional. I'm traveling across Canada to race my professional series. That week should be about that. Who's the top intermediate? That, like whoever that top intermediate is that year and he's winning, that, that week should be about him. Like, right? That's all I should be on that guy. Like that's kind of what it is, right? Like this, that's the spotlight for the week. But when Tanner Ward and Dylan Wright are showing up, this intermediate kid is not so hyped up anymore, in my opinion, yeah. right? The eyes are on him. And the looking social, at that as the, well, posting it, and like, yeah. It kind of, now that we said it devalues the Sunday, I'm thinking back to when I was a kid and I remember the hype of like, like when I was a 65 kid, thinking back, when the intermediates got on the track at Transclan, everybody lined the fences because they were the fast guys that week. Yeah. 100%. It was cool. Yeah. It was yeah. cool for yeah. them. And it should be because it's their event. It's their, and I'm saying the intermediate class because they're the top ready to move into that professional like position. So it was cool for them to be the fast guys at the race. And then it was also really cool for everybody to stick around, watch the Sunday, see which one of these amateur kids that was crushing it can qualify for 250, but also be like, holy cow, like we've got some other really fast guys. And like pro day was awesome. And now thinking back of it, it hasn't had that shine. And I know I'm not a kid anymore, but like, it doesn't feel like it just feels like an extension of Transcan. It doesn't have that separation. So I, yeah, I like and- the point you guys make. I like seeing you on the track and I think everybody does, but it does devalue that pro day for sure. Yeah. And I'm not saying like we shouldn't be there. Like I, in my traveling and everything, like I always book like an extra day at the track at the amateur nationals. Like Deschambeau is easy for me because I'm there. Walt and I literally always show up on Wednesday because I mm-hmm. want to see the whole week of amateurs. Like it's really important for us as like, I guess you look at us athletes, but also brand ambassadors, like to be there, like in West can, I'll probably be there a couple days before. Um, so I think like that part's important for like myself in the position that you know tanner and i are in um to be there and supporting it but racing it that's going to be a no-go for me but i think it's important that we're there and you were supporting the amateurs and the kids coming up and so that's very important for me because i used to think it was super cool when like jsr and colton fasciati were there watching me race and stuff like that was super cool so for me i will always support that but i'll never race one um and hence why they're called amateur national championships once you're a pro, you shouldn't be winning an amateur national championship. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm My on board opinion. with that too. Like I, yeah, it's like a it's a tough, tough uh, situation. Like I honestly think they just yeah they need to go back on the real change. And it, I mean, it's everyone's not going to be happy, but everyone's not going to be happy with whatever decision you make. You can't please everyone, so um yeah exactly and a lot of times like tanner you know like a lot of times if we're at one of those events early like generally speaking we can always plan a day to go ride somewhere that's not too far like i'm thinking auburn we go and ride there when we're we're at molten or like deschambeau there's a ton of public tracks around to go ride not too far saint sophie maybe um but uh yeah there's there's a way to go about it for let's say the guys traveling the circuit who want to go early there's always a day planned riding because all of us are riding somewhere but like the thursday before the the weekend or the friday even sometimes yeah yeah. it's just a matter of like it's not that you're gonna it's not that you're taking the riding away from the guy doing the series because there's always somewhere to go ride um the pro guy is not getting screwed over because of this 
No, like the guy who's traveling the series in, you know, his motorhome or whatever, he's not getting devalued by not being able to ride that week because that what I find would be a shame. Um, but no, there's always there's always places to ride. Um, yeah. So I think it's oh, yeah, it's, it needs to kind of go back. But I don't know yeah, if it'll 100%. be this year, honestly, like I've been pushing and I know some team managers have different views on it and this and that. Um, I've been mm-hmm. pushing for it, but I think there's a there's definitely a uh, happy medium somewhere with like positions and stuff in the championship or some guys shouldn't be racing it and some guys maybe should be. So um, obviously everybody knows my opinion now, but um, I mean, the series is going to try and figure it out. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah. I don't know. Said on that topic, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. right, this, the on. series is gonna they want to do in the end of the day, but yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. All right, third series. Into our last topic, um, we want to thank some of our. Was that our intro? I don't know. I feel like I need some height. Like I can't it does just be like, all right, the next topic. All right sorry, funny. sorry. I was a Debbie Downer. Um, Instagram people have spoken. We put up a name thing to try and name this segment for questioners. Uh, questioners. Questions from listeners. I don't know where that came from. Uh, we landed on the crowd's corner. So that's going to be the, the topic crowd's segment. crowd's corner. There it is. <laughs> there it is. We need some height. <laughs> so that was for anybody that, that has was... questions. <laughs> That was fully them. inspired by uh, the New Heights show. Just, uh, just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, go continue that. on. Continue <laughs> on. All right. So if you have listener questions, it will end up in the crowd's corner. The crowd's corner questions will be read probably by myself because nobody wants to hear my answers on these. And I will ask Mr. Dylan and Mr. Tanner what their thoughts of them are. Uh, yeah, Dario's picking uh, them as well. Dario's picking no. which questions get put in here as well. Just so I'm handpicking all of our thousands. Blame, blame <laughs> Dario. If your question's not in here, blame Dario. Not <laughs> Before you uh, elaborate too much on this, uh, let yep. them know where they can ask us the questions. You know, we just got to promote our socials. We got to grow it a little bit so we can get uh, maybe ammo can switch, go switch into like, you know, polar watches or like. Um, Oh, no, we're already that. replacing not, our new sponsor. No. <laughs> Sorry, Gold, you're <laughs> out. Polar, polar reached out. <laughs> hey, well, all right. You can ask us any questions on Instagram at Off the Gate Pod or on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at Off the Gate Pod. Um, or you can text Dylan Wright at what's your number? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah Uh, five one nine what's 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 schuster's number (laughs) (laughs) it gets rerouted right to derek dylan 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 like what do you think of this yeah yeah or just the facetime calls (laughs) okay hit us with some uh hit us with some questions here first question comes from mike fowler somebody that uh actually raced our series he's an american he wants to know what's it going to take for d right to line up at daytona ah uh, uh, yeah an entry fee Good question. um just going on the website and signing up and then driving about 45 <laughs> minutes down the road and lining up on the gate is it even 45 yeah, yeah. minutes Dade city 
uh it's I mean, maybe like a bit more a couple hours it's like two hours oh okay it's yeah it's very easily doable it's not that far um obviously yeah michael fowler i <laughs> a pretty good buddy of mine too um used to race up here in canada um all around good dude um yeah um you know what it's gonna take it's gonna take a uh me to have a bubble in my head to go i'm gonna put the time in and i'm going to go do this and put 100% effort into it and uh, put some money into it of my own money to go do it. Um, just I've kind of been, I've had like injuries in the last off seasons, which just kind of delayed my start of riding a little bit. And then, um, yeah, um, I'd like to do it in the future. And I've always said I was going to do one or two supercross race, us supercross races before I retire. So, um one of these years i will end up doing it um and obviously daytona is kind of a cool one just because i like the vibe and it's outdoors and um it's super cool so i'll probably you can't even say daytona because it's outdoor man like uh, not to cut you off but man daytona when i raced it like i fully went in there thinking like it's gonna be like you know tame not as steep and the only difference is you come at these rhythms 10 times faster and have to figure them out yeah. going that much faster. Hey, we're not trying to discourage yeah. this. We're trying to see him race it. <laughs> yeah, I, I will race it eventually. I just, I, I've really been focused on the Canadian like series and motocross. Um, but one of these, one of these years I'll, I'll do it. It's just a matter of kind of having everything come in place and getting suspension and, um like a good supercross race bike and everything um and yeah everybody thinks it's easy to just yeah i where i'm riding right now i could literally hop on a supercross track tomorrow if i wanted to but it's honestly not that easy it's it takes a lot of work from the canadian side of the team as well and then myself to you know put a bunch of time in um and not saying that's not my job it 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 is but i also need to be (laughs) this is another side of it for your job (laughs) Yeah, my my job and Tanner and I's job is to race the Canadian series. If I get hurt at Daytona and can't line up for round one, do you think Honda and GDR is, is going to be super stoked? So that's another side of it that like these teams pay us to race the Canadian series, not really to race anywhere else. So we have to be a little bit careful of like, you don't want to get injured on a, you know, a supercross race when it's not realistically, you know, our in our contract. So um, that's another thing that kind of makes it touch and go sometimes. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I want to do it. It's just there's a lot of factors that have to kind of be all right and be on the right side of things. Okay, can so I can I add first. to this? It's confirmed. Yeah, Dylan cool. will line up at Daytona. Go ahead, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, I will eventually. Um, not not in 2024. Though. I will be year. there. I'm going to the race. I will not race it though. Uh, just to add (laughs) i'm gonna add to this too though like obviously i've i i've done the whole supercross thing i only did it one year but um i feel like i put a lot effort into trying to put a good program together and from a canadian side it was it was so effing hard it didn't help i switched teams about three weeks before i went racing but i put worked my ass off to get a good program together and it was it was not a good program and a not a good program led to shit results, which led to like me questioning why the hell I even did it. Late start to our stuff. And then if I wanted to eventually do it again the next year, right? And then you're like, okay, because I know if I did it again the next year, I would have been able, I learned so much 
learned how to even ride supercross and never even like never actually fully took the time and went full in on supercross before until that year it, it mm-hmm. took so much away from our stuff here and if i wanted to do it again the next year like i know i could have been a main event guy but then again you do all that work then you get a late start here and then yeah it just it, it, it's like you need to commit almost three years if you want to do it properly in my opinion from from doing it and like you said, it's our job to race up here. It's where we're going to get paid. It's where I, it's where we want to put our focus in. It's where we can win. And yeah, like it's, it's more, obviously he's just talking about Daytona, but right. if you're going to do Daytona, you might as well do three or four of them at that point. If you're well, that's all it. That exactly. Cause you're not going to go ride. You're not going to go ride the super crush track for two weeks and go ride Daytona. That's no. And that's what I think yeah, people don't not realistic. understand. like you like you're saying the amount of work that goes into it like doing one supercross race to the best of my ability and our ability like you did it it's a four month ordeal to get ready so yeah yeah, if you're doing it i'm not only doing one race i'm if i'm putting all this money and all this time into and the pain in the ass like you say of building your own program um yeah you're gonna do more than one right but you know yeah i'm just waiting for it to be the right time and everything to kind of click and then i'll do it eventually but like you said, yeah, it's a lot. This just circles back. You guys don't like to half-ass things. And for you to just sign up, show up, yeah, maybe you make the main event. I'm not like you're a great rider, but it, you know it no, wouldn't dude. be the best of your riding ability. It would just be frustrating. For sure. And like like, like you said, I don't have to. not risking not injury. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to show up and only be able to race at, oh. you know, 70 or 75% because I hadn't done everything in my power to be the best i can yeah I'm we all know those that. dylan wright 70 percent rides yeah. <laughs> yeah well i'll put my 100 percent effort at the race but i'm talking prior <laughs> like i'm not gonna go ride supercross for two weeks and then show up at daytona and expect it to go well like you know yeah. what i mean it's it's a whole ordeal I, I mean dude it's it's tough like i went to detroit this weekend and watched and i'm obviously watching a lot of the guys that i raced right and then i seen the progression they made in like guys are getting ninth and 10th and i'm like man oh if i would have just i mean kept sticking to it two more years down the road i could be there but then it's like the risk versus the reward is what we really look at in the end of the day right and the team what is as well right exactly what is the end goal what is the end goal if i would have went back to supercross and you know put all that money and all that time in and got hurt and then my team up here is like yeah like we can't like we need to fill your spot like your ride could be gone like that like realistically yeah. yeah you're probably gonna get it back we're good enough but it's the risk versus reward in the end of the day and it's it's yeah what what kind of risk do we want to get for that reward like it's mm-hmm. in my opinion it's not worth it yeah and not that a lot of teams will enforce it too but like in every one of our contracts like our teams up in canada are very good to the riders that are on the team but our teams in canada have injury clauses in our contracts um to kind of protect their ass if they need if we do get hurt and they need to hire someone else i mean rightly so they need to they need to have a guy in the gate they you know there's injury clauses and stuff like that that people don't really see so there's a lot more to these doing these off-season races and that's why like tanner and i are big on doing stuff after the season because then you know we have a longer off-season if something does go it does go wrong and you get hurt or something happens then you have the time to kind of rest up, get ready, you know, rehab and still have tons of time for the season. And that's the races I like to do are the ones after our season's over, we get our job done and then we go have some fun doing races that we enjoy. 
Yeah. I and I put a, like honestly I put a lot of thought into it because like I when I do something I want to do it right and like me doing supercross a couple of years ago was it, it was a failure in my opinion. I did not even come close to where I thought I was going to be and come close to my goal. So I'm like I want to go back like when I was done my last race I'm like next year I'm going to do this this and this and this. And then I thought obviously I put a lot of thought into it and I'm like okay, maybe I can make west coast work gives me time to do the east coast. But then that just that opens a whole new can of worms with like we need to be down there in I mean end of October, middle of October. Well, middle of October yeah. here, our teams don't even have our budgets. We don't have bikes. Like it's just it's just the way it is. It's the way Canadian motocross is. We got in the end of the day, you gotta realize it's Canadian motocross and what our ceiling is and what it is what it is, right? So yeah, again sure. the risk versus reward. Am I gonna go out and buy two bikes and invest? You need to invest it's a fifty thousand to eighty thousand dollar program to do it properly right yep if not more right so <laughs> i'm not no, making you're that right. money. no and, you're right and i know that i can you're maybe right. rally up some money but um yeah it's like because trust house. me i want to do more i want to do more than than uh than just our eight outdoor races we all i think we all do as canadian riders we all, all right, want to race more i'm like, gonna be right yeah. there because that <laughs> yeah i know next question 745 moto fan how would riders feel about three to four months of mx and cut out the sx ax from our series eight races question mark doesn't seem like enough Dylan, go with you can, you can continue if you'd like i cut you off Dude, oh, okay. i would i would love i would love to have a three to four months of motocross like four months of motocross um like I always look in the states. Like obviously those guys are wide open all the time. I'm like, man, I wish I was. I wish I was riding and racing as much as them, because I love training. I love. I like. I love what I do, and I want to do it all the time. And that's why when I'm not riding, even in the off season, and like my trainer says I can have some time off, I still go to the gym. I still go mountain biking. Like I still, I, yeah. I, I love <laughs> love that stuff. And yeah. I just wish we could race more. When, yeah, I wish there was more triple crown races and so yeah i mean i would love it that's pretty much the answer to that one um and then having this sxax removed as far as i know i haven't seen anything they didn't release when the schedule came out there was no ss sx or ax on the schedule so that might be already removed from what i know maybe but uh yeah i'd love to see it I, in an ideal world again like i i know i see the back end side of it a little bit and i hear from triple crown and teams and budgets and everything. I would love to see like a 10, 11 race series, right? Add three more races on there. That would be right. That'd be awesome. So you guys would be happy yeah. with a 10 race. Uh, yeah. I mean, nine race. <laughs> yeah. Anything more than what we got for outdoors. Cause like, dude, something goes wrong in our championship. It's going to be a little bit tough to make up points. Like in eight yeah. races, like I'm thinking of a mechanical or something like that, or, anything man like our so much stuff can go wrong with land on a rock man. You land yeah on a rock like anything and... run out of gas or something man like it's like it's funny to say that but like at gopher like we're all close on fuel you know what i mean so yeah. you like your championship can be ripped yeah well we're a lot of yeah a lot of the guys i got half a tank you know okay um i'm close on Dario, that's, you're, that's what you're pulling off halfway through the moto that's why you have half a tank left 
<laughs> okay, I see that one. Yeah, but yeah, we just that. not enough. There's not enough uh, rounds, in my opinion, of outdoors. Um, we could honestly, ten would probably be a sweet spot. Run it the whole month of August or whatever, whatever they need to do. I don't think the start time is necessarily bad because if you look at the weather leading up to like June first in some of the areas that we do race like it Mm -hmm. can be dicey i mean even calgary june 1st this year you it could snow we you never really know there um so i think like the june 1st start time and then it gives the guys like that don't you know that are working or that you know don't have the funds or whatever to come down south and train it gives them enough time to get up to speed and be in a good spot so i think june 1st is a pretty good time for those series to start but we could probably have like one less weekend off uh, on the break from west to east so maybe throw an extra round in the west um and then an extra round in the east um and then i, I don't know how you shuffle walton around or something like that make it yeah make it tanks i think it's important that we end with walton um just because it's i don't know it's a kind of a staple um and it's pretty cool like the yeah i need said okay. amateur national championship ends with <laughs> you know our pro day yeah. on the uh on the sunday so that part was always nostalgic when I was a kid. So I think that's cool. So there's definitely some schedule conflicts in there that I get that how would have to kind of be rearranged a little bit, but um, yeah, more racing for me, all the, all the better. Be um, no, can the SX you add, you add one, you add one, like after the, the three West, whether that be another East one or it, you add one more there, right? So it's four yeah. weekends in a row, take yeah. one weekend off then you go i mean you could just go five in a row or i mean yeah i guess it depends but there's a weekend off between deschambeau and walton you could add one there yeah and push walton oh, back a week maybe another quebec round. i don't know Imagine that one. Yeah, i was gonna say let me ask you guys this one. where are we going are we hitting tracks twice at this point because i don't know if no, Canada no. has 10 national caliber you tracks can't. quebec yeah, definitely yeah, has a few do. untapped ones but we have enough to do 10 there's... for sure okay yeah easy 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 yeah. peasy um, so if you had to but, pick your uh, other two what are we what are we saying we talked about this briefly obviously saint julie is going to be one in quebec you're yeah. adding one more in quebec if you're adding right. another and national back- you're adding it in quebec man it, you'd be silly yeah. not to um not like yeah. it it makes sense uh logistically from the team and series wise and dude you're gonna you're gonna pack it you're gonna fill it with fans and you're gonna make your money like you'd be silly not to yeah i think that so saint julie for me as well and then i'd go back to Kamloops or something in bc they need to um and that's the two that i think should be added at least to start i don't know the deal is a new track go ahead sorry alverton is it gone i don't know what the deal with the land is it's gone it's gone that's so sad yeah like it's perfect here's your here's your 10 race schedule Kamloops, Calgary, Raymond, Pilot Mount, weekend off. So that's four in a row. Yeah. Weekend off. Gopher Dunes, Sandalee, uh, Moncton, Deschambeau, St. Julie, Walton. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That I, might flip, I yeah. might flip like 
I might flip Deschambeau or Saint Jolie the weekend after Sandalie, so there's like a week break. In yeah, 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 yeah. Either way, yeah. Flip Sandalie, Saint Jolie. I think the problem Monty, with having Deschambeau Walton back to back is you have Ecan and the Transcan back to back. All right, then go Sandalie Deschambeau, and then it gives yeah, it gives a big break. Because right now, I even think right now that like the Ecan and Transcan are too close. Yeah, they are. Like yeah. you're you're asking these amateur parents you're late to pay. July to early August. Yep. You're asking these parents to pay ten grand within two weeks for racing dirt bikes, man. Oh my gosh! And yeah. take two weeks off of work. <laughs> it is a lot yeah. when you look at it that way. But the only part that is somewhat good about it is if some of these amateur kids are traveling from the west, they can hit two pristine races like amateur nationals while they're in the east. Yeah. So that part I kind of yeah. like. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, it definitely be some scheduling to figure out but i think that would be a perfect season for us like that'd be pretty sweet yeah As... hopefully hopefully we we can uh, get that push but um you guys can educate yeah it's a weird have time they ever been 10 10 rounds has the series ever with... been 10 rounds in canada yeah. yeah it was one or two years Okay. I, I want to say the year I did as an intermediate, I feel like it was 10 rounds that year. And I think it was like eight, six 18, of them, I think. 17, 18. Okay. It was always four and six, I thought. Four, it was either four and six or four and five. Yeah. 17, I think. The last yeah, CMRC 17, year. I'm pretty sure. The last couple CMRC years, there was nine and 10. Was there, was, there was two in Quebec because there was um, uh, Kevin, Kevin Strack. No, it was supposed to be Overton, but then it got canceled. Like that's when the oh yeah 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 Benoit Benoit Strack. Dude, yeah. how gnarly was that place? The gnarly ruts up that huge jump, and you got trees oh, dude, left and right, man. Fun, man. Get hairy. Wasn't tree roots a problem was there? Oh yeah, dude. Like, was, ruts got so deep the tree roots were exposed in them. Yeah, it was like last minute though, right? Gnarly. Because like yeah. the Alverton, the town kind of shut it down, so it was like last minute. So Kevin, and I can't believe they got that many people in there, man. Like, I I lived with Kevin or lived. I stayed with him uh, the summer of 2018, and we rode that track quite a bit. And like, there was there's no room for parking. No, like I mean, how they got fans in there, dude? But they made it work. Yeah, hats yeah. awesome. off to them. They made it work. Yeah, pull it off. Quebec will make it work, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there's not much rules there, so they just run it, run it. But uh, carry on, Dario. We can. All right, let's lead into this last question. Uh, Austin Fader, sixty-four. Did Dylan and Tanner dominate since they were on fifties, or did the winning start later? Could you hear me? Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, like I was, I won, <laughs> yeah, I won uh, on <laughs> definitely Dylan. Uh, um. Yeah, I won on fifties at Walton. Like my first ever championship was on fifties, and I was pretty dominant. And um, maybe the winning stopped later. I need to get back to the winning is what we need to do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, Tanner, you won fifties, sixties, eighties, intermediate. Dylan, I don't, I don't know what your deal was because I raced with Tanner quite a bit growing up. I don't. But... Yeah, I don't really remember like. Dylan, you're obviously gonna tell us, but I don't. I remember Dylan at uh, one twenty fives and not. I barely remember him on kids, but I'm yeah. sure. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, like when I was when I was younger, a little bit. Um, like obviously, I won a lot of the local stuff. Um, and like, I just didn't venture off. Like Southern Ontario, Southwestern Ontario was pretty far, so we never really went. Um, you know, we 
didn't really go that far. We kind of, we did like Eastern Ontario, but then we also kind of went into Quebec too. And, uh, we did that kind of scene a little bit. And then we did some upstate New York and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I would say I was pretty good on little bikes. Like I won, uh, regionals and stuff like that when I was a kid, I just always kind of choked at the, uh, I just kind of choked at the, like the bigger amateur nationals. I just, I'd always kind of like we were yeah. talking about in, a, in another pod, put too much pressure on myself and crash or, um, wouldn't ride to my abilities. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I don't think you have to win when you're on mini bikes either, as long as you're having fun and it, and it, you know, you're enjoying life when you're young, I think it's good. Um, and then you can start taking it seriously, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no one recipe, man. You see, you see a lot of people like don't like, it's a good question because you do see a lot of people don't win right off the bat and then, you know, the winning comes later and stuff, but I was in the same boat as you, man, you, you groping your uh, microphone there dill someone's <laughs> no sorry <laughs> <laughs> I <was on> <laughs> um anyway i uh yeah dude when i go to loretta's man i think dylan yeah, man <laughs> suck i would suck on a dirt bike but yeah dylan you uh you have a little too much fun with that microphone in your hand or what <laughs> no i'm not doing anything man Oh shit! But uh, anyway, I uh, we're getting a little off topic here. We uh, those are a couple questions. Also, we had some more, but uh, yeah, yeah. Feel free we, to ask any questions in again over at, the pod. Yeah, over the over the course of our couple episodes, we keep going over our timeline. There's so much to. Uh, yeah, to we're not very good at keeping on track. <laughs> that's all good. We get man. off topic. Like it's it. okay. It's good. It's good. We get in depth and, and some stuff, and I uh, I really enjoy it. And I think, uh, yeah, like we're we on a loose shit, man. Like uh, loose program, <laughs> loose program, loose shit, yeah. loose shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. We have a lot, we have a lot to we have a lot to talk about, and you um, have a lot. To talk we about. always, yeah. I like to talk, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think uh, any questions that anybody really has too, like feel free to hit us up, even if it's riding questions as well, or or anything we can uh we could try and kind of go through them and answer them or um give people insight and yeah whatever y'all want to know uh we're kind of here for it so uh the crowd's corner is kind of the going to be the spot for that and uh dario will pick the questions yeah dario <laughs> thanks right. dario dario putting off the gate on his back on his yeah back. it's actually yeah. on my rear fender so i'm contributing to this <laughs> off the gate team yeah. I don't know if you guys have allotted spots on your team bikes or <laughs> for the off the gate logo, no. but I definitely have. I'm it. not. I'm not getting paid enough for uh, for off the from off the gate to be um, to be on my on my dirt bike, but uh, maybe one day when we have Rolex Rolex sponsored, right? Oh, dream big, yeah. boys! Dream big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey hey shoot can't for the get stars, to the top. yeah Dude, i don't even think golf could get mad at us if we said hey man you're being replaced by rolex <laughs> like what's he gonna Anybody say got a contact at rolex i'm glad to give him a call <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah do you if you happen to work at rolex let us know we would love to yeah. hear from you <laughs> but right. uh, no place no, I think it's good. That was a good little uh, little chat. Always love. Uh, honestly, I love these pods. I say it all the time, but it's just like catching up with the boys. Um, yeah, hopefully next time uh, you guys are hearing from me, I'm in the in the dirty, dirty south, dirty yeah, south. But I it's think, work. I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, obviously. Yeah, me too. Um, one side note, like um, closing up here is uh, motorcycle shows will be going on uh, in the month of February here. And uh, I will be at the Toronto Motorcycle Show and Montreal Show. So if anybody's going to be there, I'll be there kind of hanging out. So uh, yeah, feel free if you have questions about the pod or questions in general or whatever comments about anything, um, I'll be there kind of hanging out. So um yeah come uh come say hi and um yeah should be fun can i get an autograph if i come uh yeah we actually yeah we have uh special posters made for these uh motorcycle shows so uh yes mr ward i will gladly um sign a poster over to you and um perfect. yeah maybe maybe make uh, maybe make your day man yeah perfect and then uh you can slide over to the triple crown booth and pick up one of my posters because i guess i'll have posters there but i will not be there I, will I was going to go to that flag show, but now that Dylan's going, I, I think I'm out. <laughs> I'll let yeah. you wrap the flag for the off-the-gate gang. All right, yeah, yeah sounds good. Way. I will I will do that. I'll be, yeah, I'll be at the Honda booth. Come find me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, boys. Um, yeah, good show, guys. if you got uh, anything, just hit us up, off-the-gate pod. We appreciate the love. It's uh, going well, going well. Good chat, boys. Hell yeah. Good times, boys. Right on. Later. Stay back. I'll be swinging on till the hits come in all caps. I ain't gonna lay back. Pray that someone's gonna help me. Ain't nobody like that. I ain't gonna wait. That's all fat. Give me one shot and I'll never get the throne back.